Bar Media. You are listening to an episode of The Local, a show about all things local, hosted by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. Everybody, yeah, we've been doing it for this is like our second year, yeah, together. We're also married, we're super old, yeah, that's good, (laughs) not for real. I didn't have a beard when this show started, (laughs) or gray hair, or gray hair, yeah. Well, maybe it'll be gone by the time we finish, yeah. The Fountain of Youth is you can find that in podcasting. There you go. (laughs) I was just thinking we could shave you by the end of the episode. Oh, that would be nice, that would be fun. For who? Us. Have you ever seen me when I'm like panicked? No, but I... <laughs> when I'm panicked, I just turn into like a little hedgehog and start trying to ruin everything. All right, so Joshua, she, Josh, Joshua, Joshua Sheik and his new wife Amanda here. Welcome. Thank you for Thank having you. us. So I have to uh, lead us into why we're all sitting here at this yeah. particular I'm moment. I'm still very confused. I know there's movies involved. I'll tell you exactly what's involved. Tito's. She sends me text messages. Tito's Club Soda and like Cranberry is what? 1.30 in the morning. Like, what's up? I just did this thing with this uh, <laughs> dude with a movie. Are you ready? And I'm like, what? I don't, what does this mean? <laughs> this means that I typically have too much to drink when I go to any social event. And if someone says anything remotely interesting, interesting. I'm Did like, you, Did you just direct a movie? Do you want to do a podcast about that? It's so dangerous. And he was like, Yes. And I was like, Okay. It's like having like a child or a roommate just bring random animals home <laughs> and you don't know if they're going to be awful or like doo doo on your carpet. Well, it was perfect timing too because I also take advantage of people when they're drunk and yeah. Yeah. I hand them my business card and they're like, Oh, this guy must have been great. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. That's the way to do it. I, I, used, I made a bunch of business cards for my old roommate that just said, I'm pimping, comma, for real. And Wait, was it was it for real or was it, it was F-O, F-O apostrophe? No, it was F-O-R. Like, it was okay. it was classy. Okay. so It, it was, was like one of those American Psycho cards that was like all embossed <laughs> and like super expensive. But that's all they said on them. Rabbit hole. I told Jake that that's what he should, because he's obsessed with that movie right now. Yeah. But I was like, that would be a great Halloween. My son, you haven't yeah. met him. He's a good-looking guy, clean Patrick cut. Bateman. But he would be a great American psycho yeah. for Halloween. And I'm like, but the key or is you have life. to have yeah. like the perfect business cards. Well, that one has both Batman and the Joker yeah. in the movie. Yeah. It does. Yes. You're right. Different genres of Batman sure. and Joker. but So we're here to talk about movies, about that movie. Jake just recently mentioned that they, did it all happen or did it not happen? Because at the very end of the movie, it would lead you to believe that nothing happened. Yeah, because he had just eaten dinner with What's-His-Face twice in London the week before. So it didn't happen. I also have just seen this, like, I've seen it a million times, but I also saw it, like, this weekend, oddly enough. So did it happen or did it not happen? That's all to be interpreted by the viewer. That's why I do that. I love movies where the bad guy sort of, sort of gets away with everything. Like, I... I don't need justice when I'm being entertained. Yeah, but I think he's getting, he's <laughs> well, kind of go, like yeah. getting away with it by accident. Maybe. But Paul Allen, that was his name. He was still alive because he was in London eating with whatever the attorney dude's name is. Yeah, and then when he went to the neighbor's you house, you just watched this movie too. Yeah. Like, did you really? <laughs> no, no, I, no, I was I just did. saying. Like, I saw it. Like, whatever his name was, I know I watched the movie five yeah. hours ago, but I don't know the names. I knew what we were going to talk about in this podcast, so I brushed up on it this morning. Hmm. What, we're talking about American Psycho? Yeah, I knew, I knew you were going to bring it up, no. so I just went ahead and did a quick skim. A quick but we are talking about movies. 
yes. sure. Um, do we want to mention some quick sponsors before we get started? Might as well. All right, who do you want to talk about? You tell me. Um, this is your paper. Uh, we can talk about the plant. They okay, let's talk about. I love the plant. Have you been to the plant yet? Yes, uh, that's actually uh, my my old bosses. I uh, used to work out at DSI. Oh, rad! And so yeah, they they own it. It's, that's an awesome place. I've been there. Helped them even helped them guard it when it was uh, before they were setting it up. Really? Yeah, I yeah. love the plant. They kill it. Uh, they I'm very had, did you go about to the Blues Traveler thing this weekend? I did not. I heard it was awesome. It was packed. Like I saw photos from Cody Jinks played Thursday, and it was packed then. Mm-hmm. And then they packed it out again the next night. It's just a cool venue. I yeah. like the open air aspect yes. of it. There's I a lot like of history in the get, building. I like that you can get food. I like that you can get a real drink. You just oh, don't yeah. not going to a concert and all you have is like twelve dollar tall boys. Yeah, or, yes, exactly. <laughs> that get warm in like five minutes. Yeah. You're like, no, it's thank like the you. thinnest can. They make just like a stadium can. <laughs> Your own body heat just from holding That's the just can boils whatever's in there. <laughs> yes. That's what you want. No, I, my only worry with the plant, and you would know if they've even thought about it, is during the summer. Because there's not During the summer, a, it rains every day at 3. I know, so there's not going to be a fine. breeze that blows through there. Are they going to put like some major industrial fans that blow back and forth? I think we've they've talked about misters and... I mean... Good. I, I mean, most of the stuff's going to happen at night anyway. Yeah. Which, I mean, granted, it's still hot. It's still it's a little Alabama. It's still but, Alabama. But, I mean, you know, you just wear a thin shirt. Yeah. yeah. Sweat right through it. Yeah. I can't tell you how many yard parties at the museum I've been to where I've just like shown up and I was dressed well and I left looking like I just got out of a swimming pool. Oh yeah, they're hot. it's hot. Yeah, super hot. Especially if you be dancing. But check out the plant if you haven't been there. It is on North San Andrews Street. Yeah, but we it's can talk awesome. about Foster Fest too because yeah. Lyra, Lyra just Lynn. Did that. Anybody in this room know who Lyra Lynn is? No. She did a tour last year with John Paul White, who just played the uh, Opera House. She is in season two of True Detective, the one with mm. Ray Valcaro. What, what is that dude's name in real life? How do I know all this? What don't I know because I know all this useless nonsense? I, but I have seen True Detective. Is she the redheaded, his wife? Nah, dude. She is the girl in the bar that plays all the creepy songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I know she, exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she doesn't look, she's not gnarly looking in real life. Like, she's pretty cute. Right. Without me getting in trouble with my wife. Uh, she's pretty attractive. <laughs> and she's talented, super talented. She's playing Foster Fest uh, May 6th. Okay. So that ought to be rad. I say May 6th. Good I don't deal. Know. I don't know when that is. Foster Fest is the first Friday of every month. So if you haven't been to that, you should. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, you know, quick segue, you know, plug in the movie. The lead actor, Alan Powell, in the movie Worth Fighting For that I directed, he's actually in the coming up season of Quantico. Oh, rad. Yeah, he's going to be a recurring character. I guess he's playing a guy who is infiltrating a bunch of white supremacists for the FBI. Ooh. So You don't want to be, be that fun. dude if he gets caught. Oh, no. They'll pull your toenails right out. Hmm. I've, I don't know. I've never been yeah. trying to infiltrate. I've never been tortured by white supremacists before. <laughs> I mean, not face-to-face. Just oh, on Facebook. Just my, oh, i got to read this again. <laughs> get your opinion out of my life forever. <laughs> It's hard living in the South, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. All right, one more. A big fish? You want to do a big fish? No, that's already gone. It's past. Yeah, but... Uh, Ooh, hubalole. How do you even say this? Hubalole. Hubalai? There's one L in there. <laughs> what you said? Hubalilio? <laughs> what did you just say? It you looks like noises. H-U-B-I-L-A-I. That is what it says. Hubalilio. Hubalilio. Hubalai. Sure. Hubalai. That's Hubalai. It's Hubalai? Yeah, it's a Mongolian steak. 
Mongolian stir fry joint. Okay. It is, is delicious. Super bomb. Like it's an enterprise. Yeah. It's brand new. I forget what used to be there. Well, you Ruby can't Tuesdays miss it because it's a giant lime green and purple building. Yeah. Right on the Bull Weevil Circle. Yeah. Don't let that crazy like outside Mardi Gras vibe fool you. Like it's <laughs> super good food on the inside. It is. I'll have to check that out. We used to have when I was uh, deployed my uh, first deployment. They used to do Mongolian bar once mm-hmm. a week, and it was fantastic. We'd always go in there. But my one of my uh, best friends from there, great story. He was uh, getting his Mongolian bar, but he fills his plate all the way to the yeah. top. And there was this captain there who was the prettiest captain in the entire post. And everybody wanted to talk to her, and mm-hmm. he particularly had a cr- was crushing on her. Well, he turns around. He's got this giant plate oh, yeah. full just a you know like a basket sized you know like amount veins of, poking yes. out of his arms and while he's she, carrying it yes and she turns he turns around and there she is right in front of him almost bumps into her and she goes wow you got a lot right there don't you it's like she started the conversation perfect yeah. chance he's about to make his move here we go and what, what does he say he goes yeah i'm freaking starving that's nice. it. That That's was it. it. Yeah. And you lost done. it. Yeah. You got <laughs> he, no recovery from there. That's yeah. But I'm guaranteeing the Mongolian is probably better here. Even though the Mongolian in Iraq was good, I'm sure this is better. Well, I didn't even so know. I thought this was called hibachi. What? No. Come it's on. It's the same thing, though. Yeah, but it's not Russian. You pick all your stuff. Well, I guess Mongolia is not technically Russian. It's close enough <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's it's on the same map if you yeah, use all the Asia. world one. It's all there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk to Joshua about his life and how he ended up in this chair right here. There you go. Instead of listening to my theories about anything. Yeah. Um, Joshua, how did you end up in this chair right here? Are you what? born? Are you from Dothan? I am not. I'm originally from Minnesota. Don't you know there? What part of Minnesota? Go, go first. When you said uh, I'm freaking starving. Don't you know? That, that's when it came out. Oh, yeah. from here. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I uh, was from a small town called Ivanhoe. Okay. I was born in uh, Marshall, and actually on our honeymoon tour, we got to go check out. She got to see the houses that I grew up in and everything. Oh, right. yeah. and, and Did even you see say my, to uh, Joshua what I said to my husband, who was also from Minnesota, when he took me to Minnesota? What might that be? I said, and I quote, I will never, ever, ever live here. It is not part of the deal. This is nice. I like to visit, but we're not moving back here. Mm. <laughs> She no, I did point out that <laughs> the snow was nice to visit. Yeah, probably and not leave. where. Yeah, not where you want to live all the time, but it is fun to come and see. Yeah. So you said the same thing. I, okay, I, I get it. Sh- I shouldn't I, admit this. Uh, like one week into our marriage, we get there and we're at a nice hotel. We're about to do a reception on my uh, mom's side, and it's going to be a fun little shindig, and it just snowed. And so I go outside, and my wife's inside, and I go in there, and I say, Amanda, dear, our love's unconditional, right? She goes, oh, of course it is. Wham! Pelted her with a snowball. That's it. It was a terrible You are a terrible have it. It's going to oh, last she, forever, I can She tell. threw it back as soon as she got it. She. I'll mention that the summers, though, are very beautiful. They are. I mean, that was one time we took a trip there in, what was it? Yeah, first week of September. It it's definitely beautiful then. Yeah, it's pretty. But um, it's not where, as much time. How do we keep picking people out that aren't from here to interview? Because like everybody we end up hanging out with. Is I can't like, help it that the most interesting people just end up here. Well, well, this place sucks you in. And, in, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Sure. I mean in a really good way. I mean, I love, I'm from Enterprise, not Dothan. 
but both both areas i love the people i've lo- i mean you know when i got out of the army in 2012 i was like you know i'm just gonna stay here so that's I mean, how you ended up here you were stationed here yes i flew chinooks uh in the army get the hell out of here what? my husband flew chinooks what yes that's not me for not, the record not, i'm not actually no. her husband okay yes tim comerford say that again tim comerford giant viking uh, looking dude think that sounds very familiar. The last name does. Had a lot of fits. Very tall, big guy. Yeah. Stuttered. Not intimidating at all. Now, I will say this, though. Um, one Stuttered of, when he's angry. I, <laughs> like most of us. I know uh, for, for me, though, unfortunately, when I got in, I went to Germany and got put in the support battalion. So I never got to fly very much. Oh. Uh, so my entire time was just, you know, on he the ground. He actually I got to work uh, on retired about... Mm, I think I want to say like 2005. So okay. you may not have yeah, run across yeah. him. That's, yeah, because I wouldn't have, uh, I, I didn't even graduate college until then. So okay. I wouldn't have been out yeah. flying till the next year. You might see him stomping around on post every once in a while, though. Yeah, yeah. it, it might just looks like an Obadiah from, <laughs> <laughs> from Iron that Man 1. funny. Okay, so, um, but earlier before the show, we were talking about you graduated from West Point. Yes. That's amazing. And then I just got on the wrong bus. Really, is what it was. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I just, just a dumb joke. Oh. That's I, how you wound I, it up. It actually, uh, I was the only college I applied to. Which, looking back now, that is a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah, don't um, put all those eggs in one basket. Yeah, I put them all in that basket. I, I figured, if but it's I didn't a hard get in, basket to get into. It, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, thank God, thank God, it all worked out. Um, but yeah, because you have to get. Uh, not only do you have to get in, but you also have to get a nomination mm-hmm. to go there from either a representative yeah. or a senator, or I guess the vice president too. That who did you get your recommendation I got, from? Uh, from one senator and from one representative, which was interesting because during the interview process. The one senator I didn't get the nomination from was the one that, during the interview, the guy said, oh, by the way, you've got the nomination. Oh, great. Um, Ed, I'm Just guess- not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing, from what I've heard, is the senators actually talk to each other, and mm-hmm. they, say, they make sure that they don't nominate the same people. Because yeah. they, you only get five nominations as a senator, and you want as many from your state to go as possible. And Minnesota has a lot of people. There's a lot of backup from Minnesota, so they want to make sure and get as many senatorial nominations that's awesome but i wouldn't even peg you you're like the most calmest nicest you're not your typical west point i, I well this is the west thing. point when they walk in the room usually fills up the entire room yes well, or no yes with an asterisk on because <laughs> I, I, I this is this is the the reason why they fill up the room as soon as they go in there is because the ones that you know are from west point usually let you know right away right and you find out right away and they've got that very type a personality they're like vegans like you walk <laughs> yes. in they're like, like vegans or crossfitters or yeah. atheists yeah you're yes. gonna know yeah. immediately yeah. exactly what's what, up with their what life. They are. just imagine if you were like all of those at these one are my time. hot bu- i and hate batteries back. i hate batteries so much Did- all right <clears throat> yeah all of our equipment all of this high-speed equipment yeah. it boils down to two double a batteries that's it we just move they- them from one thing <laughs> well, I, do you guys do you guys keep batteries in the fridge am i like the only person that nah, does dude, that? that's not good for them that's not good for no. them i was always raised with batteries in the fridge and uh, why would you put batteries in a refrigerator i, I was so, told that they last longer they may i don't know really? i know they don't stay as charged if they're cold that's why you have like gnarly cold batteries for your vehicle you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's hard as hell to start a truck when it's five degrees outside and your truck's been sitting for three days. 
That's Same true. with telephones yeah. too, or just anything that's got a battery. So yeah. I can take the batteries out of the CRISPR now. Yes. She's Yay! Been, she's been bugging me. Progress. She's like, I want to put, put things that we want to keep crisp in the CRISPR. Yeah, batteries, they don't really go stale. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because no, I don't eat them. They need to go in the CRISPR drawer. I've never seen a floppy battery. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find one just so I can prove you wrong. I'm going to say, text it to me. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Try so how something. did you get from, um, which is amazing, West Point to directing movies and well, theater like did they have theater at west point they they didn't i was in the glee club you know i was very glee so i actually got to sing on Wild, at west point at west point yes i was uh, i got to sing on you know the movie we were soldiers mm-hmm. if you go uh, when the credits start rolling uh that's the glee club singing at the end so i'm i'm i was on oh, that cool. soundtrack so you that's know, awesome you got, it's two fallen soldiers it's called it's a great great song um but yeah it was i got to meet a lot of the people from the cast and the even cooler part was the actual people that they were portraying in yeah. the film. So we got to meet actually General Hal Moore, who's an amazing individual. Oh, rad! Yeah, so uh, a lot of a lot of cool things with that. But my time with film actually started way way when I was younger. Uh, and I even showed her the street that my very first productions when I made little plays as mm-hmm. a kid. It was uh, Murder on Saratoga Street. And we How had parts. Old were you? I was probably like 10, 11 years old when I was doing that. I was directing all my cousins and getting them to do things like that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And, but yeah, we had we had parts one through seven. And looking back now, I'm like, you should move to a different street if you got that many murders going on there. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah like Elm Street, like <laughs> quit yeah. buying that house. Yeah, it's like. Did your mom not- ever be like? Was she ever like, this is pretty negative topic? These murders <laughs> with you and your cousins. They, I think they had a happy ending. Um, it was just the murder started it, and then you had to, you know, figure out what yeah, happened. Yeah, you gotta have your yeah. your conflict and resolution. It's, it's like a psych episode. Well, Somebody dies you, in the beginning, and then you solve it. How did you get back into it? Well, and then, so what was your degree from West Point? Yeah, my degree from West Point was in legal studies, and then I got a master of divinity um, while I was in the army from Liberty University. So nothing even remotely close to what I'm doing now. But uh, but I look back, and it's one of those like we're. You know, as you're going through the maze, mm-hmm. you can't tell which direction oh, you're yeah. going. But then when you see like above and you look back at the whole thing, it all makes perfect sense. Because, right. you know, I started that when I was a little kid while I was in church. And, you know, you're supposed to be listening to the sermon. I was writing little stories on a notebook, mm-hmm. um, you know, and some of them actually kind of even I recreate and I'm remolded them for stories that I'm doing now. Uh, and then, you know, I went through. um did all those little movies and little things like that during high school, go to West Point, did that. It was fine. Um, you'd think that I wouldn't have any way to get that outlet out, but I convinced for my legal studies major, I don't know how I was able to get this, but I got them to let me, instead of doing a senior thesis, I wrote a screenplay and then defended it. And it was, since it was for a legal major, it had to be something regarding that. So it was the devil was being put on trial for the crimes of world war two. Because it was in the story, he was the person behind Hitler mm-hmm. doing all sure. that stuff, and so it was. Well, can we put him on trial? And that was another one. I think you'd appreciate it because the devil gets away at the end. Yeah, um, like the usual. Yeah. That Why dude. does he get away at the end? Oh, because he totally is smarter than everybody else uh, in that, and he shows that hey, there's no law that you have against me that can convict me. All I did was just say thoughts. Sure. There's nothing illegal. Yeah, I just coached this dude. Yeah. I wouldn't, didn't. I wasn't the one doing it. Yeah. 
just thought it was a good funny idea. Wow. And so yeah, so he was just saying I I didn't I didn't make any orders. I didn't come up with any plans. I just said things, and people listened to him, and they did it. And that was kind of. And then he goes into an on the attack, and he talks about things like Unit Five Seven One which was the Japanese unit that did a lot of testing. And mm-hmm. then we gave a lot of people pardons uh, to be able to get that information, which it's one of those, it's, it's a very complex issue because on one hand, it's absolutely, I mean, you know, there's no doubt what they did was absolutely terrible. Sure. But we've been able to save a lot of lives in the future because of some of these terrible experiments yeah. right. that they did. They should not have done it, but since it had been done, we didn't want it to go to waste yeah. and so like we knew certain things about the human body that we wouldn't have known so it's complex i mean is is it right or is it wrong is you could go on for months just arguing about that one issue um and so that was that was part of what i did for my senior thesis was i had to be able to talk about all these issues mm-hmm. along with the screenplay that's crazy um, that's pretty cool so, so yeah it was that, that was fun and then so that was while i was at west point and then I did a lot of, uh, you know, with flying, it was a lot of fun there, but I went to Germany and my battalion commander um, got me to do a, a farewell video for our battalion or our brigade commander. Mm-hmm. And so it was a big spoof video kind of making mm-hmm. fun of him, but in a, you know, a sure, loving way. Sure, satirical way. Yeah. And, um, and I even got, because uh, he had like a, a this immaculate flat top so I had to get a flat top haircut because at the end I was like yes sir I think he's uh, affected us all and I pull off this Stetson that I'm wearing like he would and I had like a perfect flat top on there's nothing nothing like clowning people that are oh yeah higher than you oh yeah oh no and the best part is since the battalion commander had me do that for the brigade commander when that battalion commander left I then took it I'm like doing one on him and his wife came up to me after we played it because it was a 30 minute the way we did it was like an office episode mm-hmm. and we even used like the office music and he was like the Michael Scott character yeah. <laughs> and we just we ripped on him but it, again it was in a it was in a fun way and you know we didn't hit any of those topics sure. that probably would have hurt his yeah. feelings or something but he was digging crying up, like, by the end of this, you know, like laugh, rolling on the floor, laughing. Like literally, he was on the floor at one point, mm-hmm. and his wife came up to me. She's like, "That's the greatest present he's ever gotten," and it was so much fun. It would also help the same guy that uh, struck out with the captain. He was the one that played the battalion commander, and he was <laughs> phenomenal at it. Really? Oh yeah, he was. He did. He got him per- perfect. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so I did things like that. And then I was about to get out of the army, and I was going to go uh, study musical theater. That was going to be the route I was going to go to. Yeah. I had a scholarship between the GI Bill and the scholarship I had. Mm-hmm. Everything was going to be paid for. I was going to have a place to stay in New York City, and I'd have about two thousand dollars a month to pocket. So I mean, I was actually not looking bad. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, that's more than ninety yeah. percent of the people in New York City are. Oh, yeah. you, you can't bring it home. Afford now. to live yeah. in New York City. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I was all excited about that, and then. There, I was sitting in church one day, and it was just one of those, uh, I think I described it to you before this, where it was like the Blues Brothers experience, mm-hmm. where the, you know, the light comes out of the sky and hits you, and only you. And it's like, we got to put the band back together. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was, I want you to make this movie. And that was the first movie that I did was Christian's Carol, which is like a modern day version of A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. where there's a character who basically thinks he's good enough to get into heaven mm-hmm. and he's shot in the first t- I'm not spoiling anything he's shot in like the first 10 minutes and the whole rest of the movie is him finding out going through his past and seeing hey are you good enough to get into get, uh, oh, to get into not. heaven and so he gets to see all these little things and how much impact they had on the world around him 
things that he didn't think were that big of a mm. deal, and he sees how it impacted the people around him. Huh. Um, and so, anyway, it was that moment where, in the middle of directing that, it was just those clear as day moments. It's like, you know what? This is what I want to do. Uh, it's just, it was so obvious. It was that moment. And so I was just called up the musical theater school, which, and I just said, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be coming up there. And then I started my own production company, bought, bought the equipment, and we've now been making films and short films and uh, features, commercials, uh, and little, little videos. We had one uh, recently, I don't know if you heard of uh, Project Greenlight? Yeah. Uh, it was Ben Affleck and Matt Damon yeah. did mm-hmm. it. Great, great program, great idea. Um, and we, we submitted one to the fourth season, and we made it to the top 20. Oh, right. So I can guarantee you that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have seen my short film, mm-hmm. and then they were the ones that said, no, nah, we're not going to put them in the top 10. But I did make it, so because it was originally, I think, about 5,000 videos were submitted, and we made it to the top 20. That's awesome. So, yeah. I yeah, was, that's incredible. I was really, really happy with that. And, and you're doing all of that from here? Yes. And that was the impressive part is that particular video, because we didn't have the budget at that time, and it was a long shot, so I wasn't going to fork over a whole bunch yeah. of dollars to try and do it. Um, we spent pizza. Like, all, a bunch of us came together, mm-hmm. and I just made sure and bought everybody pizza at the end of the day. And yeah. they, they all, it was a bunch of friends that helped me out. We didn't have any professional actors. And it was just the people that that are around in this area. Those and are like so, the funnest projects to work on. Oh, though, yeah. I would think, like, because yeah. it's super that would be chill, super fun. Just very, yeah. There's no like real crazy harsh. I mean, you start yeah. making a bunch of money as an actor. I feel like people have you by the balls, and they're like, "Well, I'm paying you X amount of dollars. You're gonna do what I tell you to do, and I don't care about your creative liberties. Like, I'm doing. We're doing the movie that I'm directing, not the one that you're starring in. Right. And I feel like that could be. It's a double-edged yeah. sword. Because, you know, on one hand... You can I, afford as, the caliber of yes. talent, but versus... Yes. Well, dude, and famous people are weird. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's interesting. I won't say who, um, but... And it's actually kind of a humble story for mm-hmm. them to say, but they were... Work, uh, a guy I was working with on one of the sets was talking to you how easy it is to get into that world. Um, and because he was, like... Right off the bat, he was on a film where he was making hundreds of dollars a day. Yeah. He was, you know, good. And it was like the first day somebody comes up to him and he's like, oh, Mr. So-and-so, can I get you a something to drink? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, I'll, I'll get I'll it. Get Don't it worry about it. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Ten days later into production. Full-blown ego. He's, he's sitting there and he, he gets down in his chair and he's like, why has nobody offered me? I mean, what is going on here? And, and then it just hit him like. Holy cow! Yeah, I'm not a restaurant. I'm like, at work. Like, yeah, he like, like just re- like he just realized how easy. And I think it's one of those things when you're constantly given stuff, mm-hmm. you then become you start mm-hmm. to expect you to that it. you're going to yeah. get that, and it's just so easy to get involved in that. Oh, yeah. and, um, well, especially if everybody around you is telling you everything you have ever wanted to hear. Oh yeah, all the yeah. time. Like, you're so nobody, talented. Blah, blah, nobody. Yeah. You're so talented. You're so smart. Yeah. We couldn't do this production without you. We can't. You know, can I get you anything? And you keep hearing that, and then your real friends like you are becoming an absolute douchebag. Yeah. You're gonna be like, shut just, up, peasant. Give me my water. <laughs> you yeah. And it better be Fiji water. I mean, it's kind of a slippery slope. Oh yeah. I mean, it starts off very subtle, and all of a sudden you realize you're only surrounded by people that are telling you what you want to hear. Oh yeah. Well, I was I was really impressed. Uh, I know I didn't because I was just a production assistant mm-hmm. on Woodlawn. But uh, John Voigt, uh, just seeing from the distance at how 
humble he is as as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is throughout this just my experience what I noticed on him, but there was one time where we were shooting in the rain, and he had to walk inside. So the the shot was being taken taking place inside, but he had to walk in. Um, and there was a setup where you know you'd have to walk from outside up the steps, which would have been he'd be having Drenched, rain poured down yeah. on him. And so they're like, okay, well, we can't have them standing in the rain. So they're about to spend, you know, 45 minutes setting up this contraption so that there wouldn't be any rain hitting him so he could walk in. Yeah. And he just said, well, why don't I just duck down and then walk up the steps like this? And it was just, you know, you see this A-list actor who's bending down, waiting till it's his cue to yeah. finally come in. And then he hears it and then he walks up. So he's like bent down for like two minutes every take waiting for his cue and then he walks in and it was just I mean it's a little thing but it's something that in his position very easily he, he could, could be have like, had no, set them this. construct yeah. something oh, yeah. Yeah. that but, separates people like that from like what I assume Ashton Kutcher would be like to work with <laughs> like I feel like he because of his like just his ridiculous outfits whenever the punked era was going on right. I feel like he'd be just like the worst to work with probably I Maybe I always not. thought he was like super cool and down to earth. I, I I I don't know him personally, but so I don't know. I, I, I don't trust anybody that wears that amount of trucker hats. <laughs> I uh, this is a side note, but I am finding it to be uh, really weird. This um, when you're always used to watching people on screen versus reality mm. filming, mm-hmm. the, the height oh, and yes. size yes. of people. Like you would think some people are taller and some people are shorter, and you find out the opposite. Oh yeah. Yeah. What and is? I mean, why? Why well, is that? Sometimes you're actually using apple boxes, like Carrie Fisher standing next to Harrison Ford mm-hmm. would be. So sometimes that does change how you look on screen because the character's height has to be different. Plus, all but, the Tonight Show hype. I mean, that reinforces your idea that they're all the same size because everybody's sitting down. Yeah. Like you never see these dudes standing next to each other, like Conan O'Brien uh, and yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know Conan O'Brien's tall, well, like sure. that's his thing. But like, it's just it's just weird because I'll yeah. see now with like Instagram, for example, you see more of a realistic picture mm-hmm. of what your star might look like. But then seeing them in real life is even weirder because you're like, oh shit, they're they're not that much taller yeah. than I am, right? Well, and that's that's the same thing. Yeah. Like in magazine covers and anything, you can't necessarily tell someone's dimensions, sure. unless you see it relative to something. Unless else. they're walking out of that gas station with the little <laughs> meter stick on the wall. <laughs> you have to be this tall to yeah. ride this ride. <laughs> so they know how to describe the assailant when he's yeah. robbed you. That's so, the only thing those are there for. What is Worth Fighting For about? Tell me about this newest movie, well, this worth, newest project. Worth Fighting For, it's about a guy named Alex and he's a veteran and he's back and he's struggling to find his place in the world and where he ends up is the world of underground boxing. So he does bare knuckle boxing mm-hmm. for, for the mob and they rig fights and they do all the stuff and he's part of that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he gets brought up into where he becomes a br- bruiser. And so he starts beating the crap out of other people to give the mob boss money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the beginning of where, where we find Alex at the beginning of this movie. And then he falls in love with the pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Lily. And he tries to woo her to no avail, but then eventually wins her over. And of course, because of that, wants to leave the mob. Yeah. Well, the mob, of course, isn't ready to let him go. They never and are. So yes, they they're very particular about that for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> he uh, he tries to get out. They're not ready, and then obviously conflict ensues mm-hmm. from that point. 
How do you begin to even research? Like, how would you research the mob? Like, how do you just read books about it? Do you, I mean... Yeah, uh, well, the I, I did a different take because I did more of a small town mob. So I didn't go with the typical, you know, New York City right. kind of mobster, which also gave me a little bit more flexibility in this one because we could do it in a small town area. So I kind of researched ways in which somebody might have all this stuff going on mm-hmm without it causing a big scene and where the police could be involved but not you know not everybody is involved yeah. but they can definitely they have enough of Small a hold town in politics. There. yeah exactly yeah um and like so like lawless have yeah. seen lawless yes mm-hmm. um yeah it, it, it's exactly it's and the other cool part is because it's meant, I, I don't want to necessarily say because the production company I started, Abed Pictures, mm-hmm. the goal behind it isn't necessarily to make Christian movies. Um, because I think there's Christian movies and then there's Hollywood movies, and I like I like both sides of that. Sure. But I think there's a big gap that's missing, and I want to kind of be that bridge between the two, mm-hmm. where we're just telling good stories that with a Christ worldview is kind of the idea mm-hmm. is I, I don't want it to necessarily be like, Hey, everybody gets saved at the end of this movie. Yeah. It's just, I want this just to be a story. And so this is just a dark love story between a guy and a girl is literally the entire story, but there's Christian themes in there, mm-hmm. but it's not hitting you over the head with any of them. Sure. So it's, what I want it to be is that kind of bridge the gap between those two genres. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's what a bad pictures is. And that's what worth fighting for. Okay. Is going for now. I think there is a niche for that, for, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Because I feel like right now everything that's coming out is so shock based. Yeah. Not only that, but there hasn't been an original movie come out in a long time. Not like some like they're redoing. They redid. Redoing it, everything from redone, the eighties. They're redoing oh, yeah. every comic rebooted right Spider Man immediately. Like, but oh, even yeah. like new movies that are coming out that should be comedies that you should be able to take your family to. For example, yes. like Due Date. For example, like. Yeah. Do we have to have the one scene in the car? Yeah. No, we, if you've yeah, seen Due Date, you know what I'm I, talking about. I, but, I did see it originally when it was called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Though. Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> exact same thing. But I've, I always feel like new movies put, uh, even like Will Ferrell movies now, like it, you should be able to take your teenagers to see it. Mm-hmm. But Without then there's being always this, being, this horrible, awkward, like ridiculous moment yeah. in the middle. And you're like, how am I supposed to have a yeah. discussion yeah. or look my kids in the eye? Yeah. Why is there why is yeah. there a boob on the screen right now? <laughs> this is, doesn't make any sense. I'm just well, the, yeah. So worst, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that everything needs to be. You know, I'm certainly not the movie police. But now you you don't. I'll tell you another story. The Hateful Eight. Mm. Okay. Did you watch the Hateful Eight? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Quentin Tarantino. I oh yeah. yeah. Admit it, but. Quentin Tarantino, which if you know Quentin Tarantino and you follow Quentin Tarantino, because I do like to follow directors. Yeah. Then you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that's great. That's great for you and me who know what we're getting into. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I had to sit right behind a couple in their late seventies, early eighties. Who did not know it was coming. Who did not know it was coming, and they thought that they were just coming to watch an old, old school West, yeah, western. Like this western. Why are which, there ninjas in this western? Which made movie? me. Which made me go read reviews. Like I was like, how would they want to come to this? Right. So what does the review look like? What is the preview look like what does you know what does it give away that like my mom and dad Mm -hmm. would want to go see the hip late which I immediately warned them as soon as I was on stage yeah my dad loves wobbling around yeah well because the trailers aren't they're not rated R no the trailer doesn't give it away the description doesn't give it away I mean 
and it's awful. Like oh, it's yeah. good, but it's yeah. it's a hundred percent awful. Yeah. This older couple in front of me, he kept walking his wife out, like because the scenes would get so yeah. oh yeah, you know, it's and then too bring her back in, and then we're standing there. You know, we always kind of wait till the lights come on because we're reading the because mm-hmm. we're movie huge movie oh, yeah. buff, so we're trying to read, or maybe there's an extra scene, or mm-hmm. you don't know. And this other older couple that I guess they were sitting a couple rows behind us at the theater and it came down and looked right at me in my eyeballs. And I felt so bad. I felt responsible Just for judging it. judging you. Because yeah. I was that <laughs> yeah. Like, I was the age that should have known better. Like, I should have stood up in the theater. No, you're what's been, wrong with this country. <laughs> right. I, I really felt that way. Like, they looked at me and they're like, well, that wasn't a Clint Eastwood movie. You're the movie. one watering, and, it, watering and down the violence. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed I noticed something similar too, and this is always terrible. Is like when you, you know, you recommend a movie that you've watched a hundred times, oh, yeah. but you all only watch the television version because you had it on that old VHS yeah. tape. Right. And, oh, I've seen Trading Places a hundred times. Sure. sure, Pastor, go watch this movie. Yeah. Go check and out then, Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah, what? It's like, and then. <laughs> I told and then you've, you've realized, oh my goodness, I didn't know that was in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I had a teacher in high school that asked, was asking the entire class, like, hey, I'm looking for just a chill movie to watch. I said, Boogie Nights, check it out. It's phenomenal. Like, super chill. <laughs> super family oriented. It's only about it's a about, star. It's about dancing or something. It's, it's not- about disco dancing. She's like, oh, sounds great. Oh, God. She was so mad. But I didn't do anything wrong. I just told her, like, hey, check I- out this movie. I will say one that's the the idea behind the movie sounds so much worse than the actual movie itself is the Full Monty. I don't know if you've seen. Oh yeah, that. I, like, that's a great movie. I know. I yeah. love that movie. Robin my, Williams. My mom she told. No, no, it was no I'm thinking of Birdcage. It was more yeah. English. Yeah. Yeah. Based um, actors. And, that's right. And it's uh, they turned it into a musical. They actually did it here. I think. Yeah. Uh, see, Danny I did it Richard a few years ago. Yeah. I I shouldn't re- I shouldn't recommend anyone to go see if they can find a DVD of it because I might be in it. But beside <laughs> that point, the story itself, like, you know, my mom was telling me about this. She's like, oh, you're going to love this story. Well, what's it about? Oh, it's about these guys who don't have work, so they Start take stripping. their clothes Start off stripping. fully nude. And I was like, why would you think I would like this movie? And then I watched it. And it's like, I would describe it like Rocky. Rocky isn't really about the boxing. Sure. It's about all the stuff leading up to the mm-hmm. boxing and the boxing is just the culmination of right. it. Right. The movie isn't about the guys taking their clothes off, which yeah. I don't think you see anything anyway. No, it's about it's, talking to their wives, yeah. convincing them what they're going to do, practicing yeah. what are they going to wear, and, what costume are they going to I mean, it's and the really... the theme behind it was men losing their masculinity because they all lost their jobs mm-hmm. in this, you know, uh, construction town. Mm-hmm. Uh, the iron mill or something, yeah. you know, broke down. They all lost their jobs and now they're trying to find their World, and one thinks he's ugly, and so having to deal with that with his self esteem issues, yeah. And, and the, the other one's just doing it because he can't pay for his kid for child yeah. support. And you know, they all have their different reasons for getting into it, but it was all like at the core, it was about men losing their masculinity yeah. in this new age. That and so it's like a genius film, mm-hmm. but just sounds a lot worse. Yeah, it than sounds it would bonkers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of dudes taking their underoos off. Well, good. I'm so glad that you're. I mean, are you finding success doing this? Yeah. Well, yeah, we're uh, we're working with distributors right now. And in fact, uh, we were the week we played at Enterprise. We were the number one film for that week. Um, and even the last night, we almost beat um, what's the uh, uh, Fifty Shades. We almost beat them on their opening Thursday mm-hmm. night, which nice. was our last night of playing. We almost beat them. But they had an advantage because they had the two big theaters and we only had yeah. the smallest theater. 
but I mean, we did we did phenomenal, and it, it was it was excellent. I think even if we did like per theater ranking, we would probably be in the top twenty of the country for that time. Oh, that's just awesome. because of how much. Even though we were in the smallest theater, we just did so much for mm-hmm. that week. How so. uh, how would someone? go about like wanting to act in your films or help as like crew if, if you or... look up if you look up abed pictures on uh, facebook uh, it's e-b-e-d um and it we get the name from the it's the hebrew word for servant mm-hmm. um so if you hear abed melech that was like servant of the king so abed pictures is servant pictures um, but it's EBED. You look that up on Facebook, and we always post. Anytime we're doing cast or crew calls, we always put it there. I make it a policy that if you can come to the actual in-person auditions, you get an audition. Um, so if you can actually make it there, I will give you an audition. Now, if you're doing the online ones, we filter it a little bit more because yeah. when we put it online, we get thousands of people will send us Well, online not only that, auditions. you start running into logistics issues yes. when you start hiring folks from like Washington state oh, yeah. where you're filming in South Florida. Oh yeah. Well, and that that's one of the advantages of filming in this area though, is because the rest of the time it's so cheap to live. If I was yeah. living in Hollywood, I'd the amount that it costs me to live here for one month yeah. will cost or for a year will cost me one month. In and Hollywood. you can fly anybody from just about anywhere yeah. to Atlanta for uh, less than 500 bucks. Alan Powell, the guy that's in Quantico and mm-hmm. who's also in the movie, the song, if you um, are into it was a Christian movie that wasn't, you know, blatantly Christian mm-hmm. music. It was uh, basically a modern day version of the um, Song of Solomon. Okay. Um, so it was like following. He's like supposed to be the Solomon character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good movie. But yeah, he he uh, was from Nashville. Our lead actress was from New Jersey, and the main bad guy um, who plays the mobster he was from uh, North Carolina. So yeah, Tim Ross, and then the actress was uh, Josette Dwyer. They're mm-hmm. all phenomenal. And then Alan Powell, of course, was the lead. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good for you. So, and but we also had uh, one of the main the guy who plays Lily's dad is a local, Mike Kozlowski. He's been in a lot of theater productions in this area and does voiceover work, mm-hmm. and he was phenomenal. Um, and so he played. He was he actually auditioned for the mobster, and he was terrible. And I, and <laughs> I, I mean you know and I, I told him this to his face, so I'm not saying yeah. anything bad about him behind his back. And then I gave him. Can, Try reading this one. And he read for, and just, just cold, re- cold better, reading, yeah. hadn't even seen the script before and just read that part. And he was just phenomenal. I was like, didn't see anybody else better. That's the thing. A lot of people's personalities don't lend themselves to be super adaptable. Yeah. Like a lot of people, you just, you can look at them and be like, oh, you'd make a good henchman or you'd make a good yeah. hero or you'd make a good whatever. I make, I make best whatever's behind the camera and nobody can see me. Yeah. That's, you know. Mm-hmm. Voice for radio. That's the way it face, face, face for, for radio. radio. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, we all have that face. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, what about people that are like, oh, I'm not talented enough, or oh, I don't know, or I. Uh, the same thing you have with local yeah. theater. Oh yeah. Like more people think that they're not good, but they're actually phenomenal. They don't know. Oh yeah. Well, I. You know, you're never gonna know until you try. Plus, if you're really, because there are some people they they know what they are and they're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to act. I yeah. don't want I can't do crew. I don't want to do any of that, but I want to help out. Mm-hmm. Well, there's actually one of the most important things in a film are the extras. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you cannot make it like if you took the extras out of the background of any movie, just be a ghost town instantly. W- nobody will believe that movie. It brings yeah. life to the story. And, uh, and we actually had to in worth fighting for, cause we were struggling to find extras some of the nights for the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. What we had to do and so if you pay close enough attention, you might see faces where, where, where we're 
were filming from one angle and we had everybody crunch in together on one side and then we filmed from the other angle Change and we had all shirts. the people in front move to the back in this one you know so mm-hmm. we, we had that so you can't now they're kind of blurred out so you don't yeah. really tell but but we have like we, that's which how is we a great way to it. be a part of something without the stress yes. of learning lines oh, yeah. you don't have to I mean you can just go and be have fun yeah, and exactly. be part of it and then maybe from there you watch what's going on and you're like oh I I could have done that role. I could yeah. have sung that song. Mm-hmm. I could have, you oh, know, yeah. it's great. Then you just get more and more comfortable in that yeah. environment. Yeah. Plus, it's so cool to just hang out with different people that oh, yeah. are creative and different thought processes. It's yeah. like, yeah. it's it. I don't know. It's like a high almost oh, yeah. Yeah, to be it's... around completely different people that, than you work with or you live your daily with or you go to the gym with. But they still have the same mission yeah, they, for that amount of time. Yeah. It's just a really neat experience. Oh, yeah. Well, so I know there, ever... there are people like in Atlanta who are, I would say, addicted to being extras on film sets because it's just fun. Yeah. Like they just like they get off of work and they're like, what's on this weekend? Yeah. Oh, I can go in there and they submit their, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. And so there now in a lot of times with the Hollywood ones, there's usually a little bit more um, of a check than I probably would have. But still, even for mine, it's like, okay, you have to have a certain look for this Mm -hmm. scene. You know, okay, we need you in a suit um, because we're everybody else is going to be in. So if you had somebody in a Grateful Dead T-shirt. In a courtroom well, or something. Yeah, in a courtroom, it would look weird. Unless you were going for that for yeah. a purpose. Which know. is a whole other thing. So after doing Big Fish, I didn't realize how important costuming oh my goodness, was. Yes. It's huge yes. to yeah. create a mood alo- yes. alone. Because mm-hmm. she would um, Elaine would keep picking out outfits for me, which I hated. Mm. And then she wanted my my character to always wear like pastels, which I never, yeah. ever, not in a million years, <laughs> wear those colors. And I'm like, do you I even know you'd me? you look good in pastels. But thank you. But she, but I, my point was I was supposed to be calming or like when they're doing the Ashton scene they're all kind of in a brown because they're in a bad you know mm-hmm, they're kind mm-hmm. of in a sad it's just so now when I watch movies like right now I'm totally all about um, Godless on mm. have you watched I it I have not watched it but I, oh I, I, I've been told that I need to it is phenomenal like the storyline the yeah. filming the characters uh, it is good it's really 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 good So what is that about? It's a it's a country western, and the bad guy's a real bad guy. But he also is that bad guy that's horrible, but then kind of is lovable at the same good time. at yeah. the same. I mean, but he's evil, but at the same time, you kind of want to like him. And some sound like my wife describing me. And then <laughs> the good guy has done bad things, mm-hmm. but it's like the sinner, sinner, yeah, kind well, of. And but anyway, yeah. it's a whole um, town. The bad guy, everybody's descending on this town mm-hmm. that only has women living in it because uh, all well, that's of why men, right there all of the men died in a mining accident i'm not mm. ruining anything for okay, you that's but kind of the yeah that's the whole premise, thing is yeah. that um and it's western out in the plains country so they call it godless because yeah. it's so hard to mm-hmm. live that a life yeah but it's is it's I'll just building it. and building and building and i'm so like once you i don't know like i've done theater in the past but Sometimes once your eyes are open to all the different technical oh, yeah. aspects and how difficult things are to do, it almost makes what you're watching, you appreciate yeah, exactly. it so much more. That's so, why critics baffle me. Like a lot of these blog critics that are just like on Rotten Tomatoes, like oh, those movies suck because blah blah blah. I'm like, what have you ever made? <laughs> what am I? My thing you is don't know too. What, it takes what are to you do this? looking for? Are you trying to just be entertained? Are you? What do you? Uh, 
See, I've always I read these critic stuff, and I'm like, "What is your problem? Like, you're just being negative, being negative." See, I've always had the thought that, like, if you're going to critique something, you have to be good at that something to know what you're critiquing. Like, I, I, I will actually, I'm going to go and play the devil's advocate oh, here because I think I think it's important because there are some people like you look at Simon Cowell. Sure, dude, probably can't sing at all. I don't know if we've ever heard him try, but the but guy, he can pick out talent, and that's that's the thing is, and so I think some he has of an these, eye. now there I, I will give you there are a lot of critics who just you well, know, I meant like spout the, off. the ones that are just yes. like internet bullies. Oh this, yeah. this is how they get yeah. their release. Yes, but if you look at like there are some like red letter media. Mm-hmm. Um, I their their stuff is phenomenal, and they do like in depth looks and mm-hmm. stuff, and they're they're always making jokes and stuff. I'm just because talking about they're like those YouTube yeah, trolls. Right. That are oh just yeah, the trolls. Yeah, there's there's a absolutely there yeah. yeah, because you have to have an actual standard by which yeah. you're yeah. watching. Yeah, and like with people make great films that go straight to YouTube now. Oh yeah, and yeah. like. But then you got this random like kid with Cheeto dust all over his fingers. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't like this because there wasn't enough cleavage in this scene. And blah blah blah. And you're like. Dude, go read a book. Like, go yeah. outside. Like, go do something. Because you know they're just sitting there <laughs> doodling on everybody else's work because they're not doing anything. There's like, right. well, well, there's always that kind of person. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're never. I mean, and that's one of those. It was an advantage is because everybody now nowadays everybody's Hitler. Yeah, you know something. So, oh, yeah. uh, like when you start looking at some of these people and you're like, oh, they're calling that guy Hitler. Okay, well then I guess I don't have to care if yeah. they call me it. So yeah, everybody. There's they kind of credibility. Yeah, it's almost a release in the fact like you're not gonna please everybody. Yeah. So just make a good movie. That's like everybody like. Do you think you, that people too are kind of not paying attention to critics anymore? I mean, because everything, think about it, it used to be there were only a few critics for movies, mm-hmm. and now everybody's a critic, and everything gets ranked. Like, YouTube, Instagram, like, don't like, like, don't like. I, so I do think, you, do we, nobody I really think cares becoming, about reviews and stuff. I think we're becoming more, which I think in some ways, it, it took a bad thing to make a good thing, in that there's just an overabundance of critics, and people stop trusting them. Sure. But then they find a critic that they like and they agree with. Mm -hmm. And so I think now people are, instead of listening to the overabundance of critics and them, you know, what everybody is saying, they find the three that they can relate to that they like and they know, okay, this person has been right. I mean, I, I one time watched, I coming out of a star Wars movie, Mm -hmm. I had said something to Amanda and literally two days later, I watched the review of it Mm -hmm. from, you know, a critique. And the guy said, Word for word, exactly what I said. Yeah. In that, and so I was like, "Oh, I should watch this yeah. guy. He's smart because he thinks like me." Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's what everybody wants. Yeah. Everybody wants to feel like a yeah. part of the same thing yeah. or a part of something. So, if someone wanted to watch Worth Fighting For, how would they go about and watch it? Right now, there's no way to watch it as as of right now. We're working on distribution, so hopefully that will change very soon. But to keep up with it, if you look up Worth Fighting For on Facebook. You'll see it. It's got uh, Alan Powell shirtless. So for all the ladies out there, you can see that. Yeah. Um, and it's the it's the cover cover art for it. But uh, it's worth fighting for. And you look that on Facebook, and it will be the very first place we'll announce anytime it's playing in a new city mm-hmm. or and because we will be trying to get it into Dothan. Awesome. Um, and we if it's playing in a city or if, when it comes out on DVD, all that uh, maybe Netflix. We'll see what we can do. Um, but that would be the best place to check it out. I still think Dothan needs like a little tiny one screen theater like the Capri in Montgomery yeah that place yeah. is killer like someone should just buy Circle West I think that place is super <clears throat> gross right now probably nothing's I, been yeah. in there in 20 years you know what we just need one of those 80s cleaning montages that's it 
a bunch no, of goofy wipes. Awesome. I love. I mean, but Put other cities have like little down. independent theaters, and you can go in and get a cocktail, and oh yeah, you watch these yeah great films. Well, and I'm I'm gonna shill for because uh, Clark over at Clark Cinemas is absolutely fantastic. I don't know if you've been to the new theater since they built it up uh, in, in Enterprise. In Enterprise, yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. I went and saw Ready Player One and fell asleep in the middle oh of it. My, uh, and not because the movie yeah. was boring, because the seats Those are so seats, damn comfortable. You can lay all the way like, back. And yeah. you you order your food, mm-hmm. you go and sit down, they and they will you. bring it to you. That's so a like trip. on your way in. Yeah. Oh, have you been yet? No, I don't also... Full you dis- have your own little table. Full like disclosure, I hate going to the movies. No, oh, you'll change you your have, mind. You'll change your mind when you go there because it's not a gazillion seats. It's not that. Every it has nothing to do with being uncomfortable. It has everything to do with me needing to have like be working on something constantly um, oh you have and to do so, two like, things at once you- yeah like I can't I can't take like once the sun goes down I'll check out movies for days at the house but I won't leave the house yeah but there's some movies you have to see in theater you yeah. just have to I saw Willow in theater <gasps> oh I love Willow that's, that's is that m- the last time you've been to the theater no I was gonna say so, that, that I saw that I saw the live action was Mario that Brothers. Oh That's a long time. No wonder the last time I was saw, Mario Brothers. No, no, I'm, I can't remember the last movie I saw in theaters was um, the Intern, which is garbage. Oh, see, you're not yeah. even picking good movies to go to theaters because I don't go to the movies. Usually, it's like, oh, we're all in the same car, so now we're gonna go do this. I'm like, I can uh, wait. I want out of the car. Yeah, can, what's up with Suicide Watch? Can I? <laughs> can you just put me in the corner? For a while, I, I'm. I don't know. I'm crazy. I've got too many theories on movie theaters. Man, what's that dude shot up everything at that Batman movie? No. Yeah. I'm just bumming everybody out. Yeah. To me, to me, it's worth the risk. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I love. I, I love, love going to movie. The only thing I don't like is sitting right next to somebody else. Well, I just it don't depends like it. on who the person. Well, is. I know that's why I try to wedge myself yeah. with my own family. Charlene's but, doing this number like, oh, but we're all the same oh, way. Hello. So nobody wants that outside seat yeah. where you have to sit next oh, yes. to somebody else. And you're fighting over. Yeah, you're fighting the, over the, the inner seat in your family, and that's so. that's again Clark Cinemas. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, you it's, have plenty you of room. Plenty of room. Bring a blanket. You could just take a nap there. <gasps> I did. Yeah, get uh, what's that? The movie pass. Get movie pass. You can go. Do get movie pass because day. my movie pass stock is garbage right now. No, you have to How do is it garbage. What? That thing is. It's because they cut the price on it for a while. They uh, for like a couple of weeks it was like seven ninety nine oh. every seven ninety nine a month for the year and blah 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 and so yeah. Josh H- Helio well, I, Matheson. I have n- I have no stock in it, and I think you should go out there and buy it. No, I, I think just love the fact that you yeah. can buy your ticket and your seat. Ahead of time. Oh yes, but I so, think I think with Movie Pass, I think you can only buy it once you get to the theater. Oh no, you can buy it ahead of time with Movie Pass. Well, no, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't do Movie Pass. Oh, yes, I just yes. go on and I pick my seat yeah. and pay for it, and yeah. then yeah, and I've been I know I was, exactly where I'm sitting. I was trying to warn people because they were coming out to see Worth Fighting for, and some of them got stuck in the front row because we had some yeah, sold out there. nights. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's still fine. Yeah, but then um, you feel like it's... you're sitting in an IMAX theater. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But <laughs> staring at the ceiling. Yeah. But again, you can at least lay down in this one. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. We had to. I can't. I think it was maybe Star Wars where we had to sit almost in the front row to see it. Ooh, it was a board. little bit too much. Which I, one? The newest one. I, we always go to that theater now because 
Yo, it's, it's worth the drive. Yeah, yeah it's worth the drive. Yeah. And you can't get it. The seats are just amazing. Yes. Oh, and yeah. the sound is amazing. The screen's amazing. It's good. Yeah, they have, because um, I was all excited because for Worth Fighting For, we did, because uh, the last movie we just did stereo, but we did mm-hmm. 5.1 surround sound, which was done by, I should also plug, Brad Jerkins. Uh, he's He used to live in Dothan. He's moved to Ozark now, mm-hmm. but he does music and he's absolutely phenomenal. He did the entire score. It is amazing. He like he goes with the old classic style of um, you know scoring. Yeah, where he builds on themes mm-hmm. that will ultimately come to a culmination at the end of the movie. And so like each character has their own theme. So like he has Alex's theme, which comes back, and he plays like you know sort of like Rocky, where yeah. there's that time where it's da da da, and there's when they do that, there's the times where it's sad it's the da, da, da. it's like game of thrones yeah. every time you see a, yeah. see a certain like character place or yeah mm-hmm. character you I get that same yet vibe to watch game of thrones <laughs> i have read watch all out. the books but i haven't seen any of the shows we're show. not close to the books anymore yeah. we're way off yeah well i'm i'm worried cuz there there's i think george ain't in good health yeah. It's not going to be an he looks one. like crap too much chicken <laughs> but also I'm gonna turn you one of those he's like YouTube i can bloggers. sit here and you know, rack my brain over what I want to do, or I could let these guys do it and still yeah. rake in the dough. I am old. Yeah. I don't know. Those, I'm just saying. Those little conductor hats ain't going to pay for themselves. <laughs> well, Josh, <laughs> thank you weird. so much for well, coming thank in. You for having and us. Amanda, it was a great pleasure meeting you. You guys go out and see uh, Worth Fighting For. And if not, they can go on what social media platform and find everything. Uh, go on to Facebook and Worth Fighting For. Just type that mm-hmm. into the search box. You will find it. Uh, or Abed Pictures for any future productions that we're going to have. And I can't tell you just yet, because we're, but we're currently uh, raising money with investors for the next film, which is going to be a comedy, and I think you're going to like it. But Ooh. I can't tell you what it is yet. We'll have to have you back. Yes, you will. I want to see a grumpier old men, but with babies. Okay, nobody wants movie? to watch what you're watching. We've already <laughs> established to, that. Well, I'm trying to watch everything stupid. Like <laughs> kindergarten you go to see cop. It in the theater? Kindergarten cop, but it's oh, now it's Lord. old people in college. <laughs> you referenced Willow. Dog, that's a Willow's great solid. Movie. Val Willow Kilmer's in that? A, I'm not doing Oh, this. that's like one of, I would say the only better Val Kilmer movie would be Tombstone. Yeah. No Dude. way. Yeah, the where are you going to go? <laughs> not even close. I like Willow. the saint. That's the episode eight. Oh, you're right though. Tombstone was good when he was played Doc. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, what was he just in that I just watched? And he does not MacGruber. look good. No? Probably MacGruber. It was a new movie. I saw he was on like the last episode of Psych. It's not good. He's not looking great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's... Who, Val Kilmer? He's a little yeah. broad in the yeah. beam. Yeah. No, I think it was a little plastic surgery gone wrong. It was his... Have you ever seen the uh, Saturday Night Live when they did the sketch of Iceman the later years? No. no, you gotta Google that. It's absolutely phenomenal. He plays like an old like uh, pilot in for that uh, flies commercial jets. Mm-hmm. And first thing he comes in, he walks in, he like rips off his shades, and underneath is another pair of shades, and he rips <laughs> them off. And That's just awesome. absolutely I love hilarious. a good Top Gun Spoof. reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, we're out. Say goodbye. I'm about to start writing the script for old people in college. If you're interested in having your story featured on the local podcast, hit us up at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com or give us a shout on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the local podcast.